0: this is bulls beat on bulls unlimited bulls beat is your stop for exclusive interviews highlights and the very latest on all sports at the university of south florida with
1: today's show here's your host derek sharp how's it going on a monday after the first super bowl touchdown scored by a south florida bull marquez valdez scantling of course as the chiefs win a wild one dramatically in overtime, and we're doing this show pretty early. On a Monday, I actually have a medical procedure going on, so let's see, it's 3.30 as we're taping this. The plan originally was to go for an hour here, and we certainly could do that, but just for time reasons, namely, I didn't have enough of it in the morning. What we'll do is we'll pop a couple of the interviews from the photo shoot for baseball, specifically with would-be starting pitchers, Peyton Jula and Dominana, both transfers. We'll do that to our podcast page early On Tuesday, add baseball to the list of sports that we'll have for you on Bulls Unlimited. This past weekend, we had another win for men's basketball. We had some fun with softball, that is for sure, even though it was a loss on Sunday. And this week, let's see, tonight softball, tomorrow women's basketball, Wednesday men's basketball, Thursday two softball games, Friday baseball begins. Saturday we'll go softball, then baseball, then women's basketball, and oh yeah, Sunday, a pretty big basketball game. The South Florida men going up against Florida Atlantic. The Owls win yesterday in overtime against Wichita State. I anticipate a pretty big crowd Sunday afternoon, but we've got a ways to go to get there. So on this show, we'll talk about hoops. We'll give you some more great stuff when it comes to track and field. Some softball highlights. Thrilling matches for tennis. A couple of 4-3 victories, 1-4-3 loss for the men and women. We'll explain all of that. And if we miss anything on this first airing of Bulls Beat, don't worry. Again, we're taping it middle of the night. We'll correct it later on. I don't want to miss anything. I'm sure I will just because so much is happening. So on Saturday afternoon, on the road basketball plays. Now, I know there were some bad first halves pre-conference, but definitely in conference play, it's worst first half of the year. Looked like it couldn't score basket for long periods of time. Really struggled offensively. Down by more than a dozen points, and it did not look good. Then by five minutes into the second half, they were ahead. Well before the midway part of the second half had more points than they had in the entire first half. Unbelievable. Put on a run, never a game put away run. In fact, the home team had a big response and even the score going into the final minutes. But then the Bulls lost. Oh, you thought I was talking about the men's game. It was going on at the same time. The women were playing in Philadelphia against Temple. The men were playing at Rice. And all the things I just said happened in both games. And yet the men won and the women lost. And that's just how it's going right now. And thank goodness the men keep on pulling off victories. But they indeed were playing their worst first half offensively. Wait until you hear what the women did in Philadelphia as these games really kind of mirrored each other. As far as the men at Rice, of course, the team that they started their now nine-game winning streak against, and that game down double figures at half. It did not look good. This looked worse. We played some clips on Friday's show to just reveal how desperate things sounded against Charlotte on Tuesday night for the Bulls to overcome that team. Well, here's a couple of moments from Jim and Joey from the first half on Saturday afternoon the men at rice
2: just utter carelessness yeah. on that play in so many plays that we have seen in the first half the bulls look, look like they're they're stuck in the mud or something they're they're just running at a, a a speed that we haven't seen the last few weeks and they've got to get this corrected hopefully not just at halftime but in the last 4 minutes rice holding a, a 10 point lead you don't want to get it, don't want it to get too much further out of hand
1: just 3 for their first 17 eight for 26 for the half, and other than Casey Pryor and Selton Miguel, who both hit three buckets and scored nine and eight between them, the rest of the team only two makes in 13 attempts. Travis Evie, who is a guy who scored more than 1,700 career points, almost 300 makes from three for his career, had 13 in the first half. And after Miguel himself put on a 6 nothing run to cut it to just seven with 2.20 to go, so it was similar to the Charlotte game, Evie hits two threes to end the half, and it's 38-25. Now, you figured the Bulls would chip away. Forget that. Like I said, they had the lead before the five-minute mark had elapsed in the second half. Just crazy.
3: And Youngblood gets the rebound. Back to the top. It goes to Stroud. Now to Jaden Reed. He'll load up a triple. Got it! Jaden Reed with 18-15 to go in the second half, and the Bulls just look like somebody... Threw all the Scrabble letters into the box and redrew. Are we doing this again, Jim? We might be doing this again. Seven-point game. Now to Youngblood. He's got Husanovic on him. Rip move. Now he leaves it back on the perimeter. Into the corner it goes. Pryor loads up a three. Got it in the corner. The Bulls have come out firing in the second half. Another made three. Well, from 13 to 5, Jim, the Bulls once again
2: have got their rally caps on. Miguel drifts, gets it to Youngblood at the top, catches, fires a three, got another three! The Bulls got another one! All of a sudden, the Bulls cannot miss from three-point range. They're four of five in the second half from long
3: range, and they've cut it to two, 43-41. Here's dribble penetration by Mason. He lost it, picked up by Kaysen Pryor. Here come the Bulls, outlets to Youngblood. He launches a triple, got another (laughs) one! It's raining threes in Houston! The Bulls have taken the lead. They have gone sniper mode. Bulls down 13, you
2: blink your eyes, and they lead the game, incredible comeback. Incredible from this team that has come back all season, but this may take the cake, 44-43
3: USF. Entry pass to Fiedler, loose, bodies on the floor, Youngblood steals it away and gets it to Kaysen Pryor. The Bulls get another takeaway. Now to Youngblood, he's going all the way to the basket. He goes through contact off the window and in. Chris Youngblood like a man possessed in the second half. And the Bulls lead by three. Here's Fiedler, one-handed pass to Dawes. He launches a triple that misses. Kaysen Pryor tips it over to Selton Miguel. 14-44 to go. Bulls lead 46-43. They're on an 8-0 run. There's Miguel to the basket. His layup is good. South Florida again with a bucket. 48-43, 10-0 run in 70 seconds.
2: Price has just got to be shell-shocked wondering what the heck is happening here.
1: They haven't been watching the Bulls. Actually, they had because they saw it happen back in Tampa about a month ago. But, yeah, as you heard the guys, it was almost incredulous because you had a first half where they were 3-for-11 on threes, yet they doubled that amount in less than five minutes to start the second half. And believe it or not, something nearly identical was happening At the very same time in Philadelphia with the women's team. We'll get into that in our second segment. Now, if Jim and Joy are listening, don't worry. This is not anything embarrassing. We have two recordings of each broadcast as it sounded on air with commercials and everything, and then just the raw feed from the arena, which is why I'm always very careful what I've said. Although, come to think of it, Saturday would not have been a good day to hear what I said off air, especially in the second quarter. But in this case, here's the guys after Rice's timeout.
3: Can't believe it. He's Christ, this team, you're going to give me a heart attack. This is what we do all the time. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm going to have a cardiac arrest at some point this season.
1: I think they're going to do it to us all anyway, win or lose. But this was just unreal. However, Rice did have some answers this time. This game was not put away by any means. A lot of back and forth when it looked like, as I was telling you at the beginning, the Bulls maybe were going to put it away. Rice had some answers. But with the game tied up on a key three, the Bulls had the ultimate answer, the last four points, and yet another victory. Here's how it sounded on Bulls Unlimited.
3: Jose Placer sets his feet and fires too strong, and Stroud gets the rebound, collects himself, off the window and in. Brandon Stroud has six points, and it's the six toughest points of anybody in the building. Brandon Stroud is a
2: man under the boards the last two possessions, doing the hard, dirty work. That time with a
3: great offensive rebound, puts the Bulls back up, 57-55. Chris Youngblood gets into the paint. Now he's gonna fire up a leaner that misses, Tipped out and controlled by the Bulls. Youngblood collects, fires a three, got another three! Chris Youngblood is five for six from long range. He's got a 20 point game. And that play was set up by Cason Pryor who tipped it back out to Chris Youngblood and gave him a second chance at it. 60 to 57 Bulls, six and a half minutes to go. Reed at the top. Goes to work on Evie. Gets to the basket, layup, good, and he got fouled! That was a blow-by by the freshman, Jaden Reed, went right by the guy who's played 151 games.
2: Well, as you mentioned, it's a fresh Jaden Reed, and he certainly looked invigorated and eager on that play as he blew
3: by the defense. And at the top, shot clock is at 12, gets a high screen, jump stop in the paint, kicks it in the corner, touch pass again, here's Reed loading up a triple, got it! Oh my. Left wing! The Bulls have hit eight triples in the second half! They've got their largest lead at 65-59, beautifully conceived and equally well executed, and the freshman knocks it down. How about the ice water for the young freshman point guard, Jaden Reed? Back to Mason, he's got Pryor on him, crosses over, runs into him, throws up a floater, missed it, tipped by USF all the way out. Selt Miguel has it, it's loose. Dawes ends up with it for Rice. Two and a half minutes to go. Here's Husinovich, loads up a triple splashdown. It's tied at 65. Now they've caught Rice in a switch. Selton Miguel's got Mason on him. going to drive him to the basket. Kicks it in the corner. They swing it around to Reed. He puts it on the floor. He kicks it in the other corner. Here's Youngblood for triple. Good! Chris Youngblood has tied his career high with six three-pointers in the game and the Bulls lead
2: 68-65. How about Chris Youngblood playing in the clutch
3: in the second half? What A performance by CY. Miguel, does he want to go one-on-one with Mason? Shot clock down to four. Into the corner, it goes to Pryor. Puts it on the floor. Two on the shot clock, one on the shot clock. Fires, misses. Chris (laughs) Young with an offensive rebound with 15 seconds to go. The toughest guy in the building gets the offensive board for the Bulls. Shot clock is off. Brandon Stroud
2: has been struggling from the free throw line. He'll get a chance to redeem himself
3: here, but that was a smart play by Rice. 13.2 left. Stroud at the free throw line for the first time today. Bulls are only six for nine. And as I mentioned earlier, they've only attempted one in the second half. That was a Jaden Reed free throw when he tried to complete a three-point play. All right. Stroud had his opportunities on Tuesday night against Charlotte. Here he comes at the line for a one-and-one. Let's it fly. Swished it in. Brandon Stroud. How about it? How about that? That didn't touch anything but cotton. Rebound by Rice. Ahead to Mason. You don't want to foul here. Ten seconds to go. They threw it away. Kobe Knox gets the steal. Evie crosses midcourt. It's going to drive all the way to the basket. Blocked oh. by Casey Pryor at the rim, and they block Fiedler's shot as well. It's over. Two blocks just to slam the door by South Florida. 69 65. It is over. The Cardiac Kids have done it again.
1: How about it? Just like that, another wild victory for yourself. Florida men's basketball team still alone in first place atop the American Athletic Conference. First 17 and 17-5 start in program history, 69-65 against Rice. Chris Youngblood, candidate for player of the week in the conference, even though he only had 13 points against Charlotte, he was everything in this game. Six for seven on threes, ties a career high as far as made threes in a game, 24 points. Case and Pryor went for 12 and 10. Selton Miguel 0 for 5 on threes, but also scored 12. Yeah, Jaden Reed popping in 8. Brandon Stroud 7 and 7, just a typical line for him. And how about Kobe Knox with 6 rebounds and 6 assists. The Bulls shot 53% in the second half from the floor. Better than that from three, nine to 16. Crazy thing is, you just heard basically all their free throws there in the final minute. That was it. They were only one for four on free throws. So, unlike the first win against Rice, where Case and Pryor himself was 15 to 16 in the second half, yeah, and it was just flipped as far as the shooting went. We told you about the Bulls' numbers in the first half. Rice basically identical three for 10 on threes, nine for 26 from the floor. And the Bulls and Amir Abdurrahim Rahim roll along.
0: I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be an ungrateful coach. I'm. I'm so thankful for the win. To God be the glory. Because um, these kids, they just keep showing up. They just keep fighting. They just keep finding each other. Keep staying connected. And man, it's so awesome to see. You know, because when, again, I, I've said it a hundred times. They choose to be a team. They choose to be a team. Um, And it's paying off for them and we just need to need them to keep going keep growing and getting better
2: I know you don't want to fall behind. That's not the plan But believe it or not there are USF fans with a 13-point Halftime deficit that said hey, we're in great shape. This is where we want to be so but what changed what allowed you to come back?
0: And this this is a normal thing, okay? When you're having success, like, think about it. We, we, we use this term before in baseball, okay? When you're winning, everybody thinks it's because you're scoring runs. I guarantee you, if you go look at the greatest baseball teams, and I'm a Atlanta Braves fan, grew up, I thought we had one of the best staffs is Steve Avery, Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox, right? We won because of pitching and defense, right? 14 straight pennants. And so... You know, yeah, we had Terry Pendleton and David Justice and McGriff and all those guys, but we we won because of our defense and our pitching. These guys, they fall in love a little bit with that offensive end of the court trying to score to create energy. And the second half, we played harder defensively, which gave us energy. Like, again, those energy-generating behaviors. First to the floor, boxing out, you know, just simple stuff. And that's what changed. That's what helped us come out with a... A, a really tough row win. That's a massive. I, I told um, Evie at the end, of, like, man, keep, man, keep, stay together. Because nobody's not going to want to play them in the first round of the yeah. tournament, in the AAC tournament. Like, that's a tough out, man. They're a good team.
1: When you drop in the Steve Avery mention, you know he was a Braves fan. And I loved his little anecdote about what he told the Rice player because I saw that on TV and watching back the replay. Boy, those guys were. Practically despondent when the Bulls were making their comeback, but obviously they wanted Rice to win. That's understandable, but it's Amir Abdur Rahim, folks, not Amir Abdul Rahim. The head coach of the Bulls obviously cares not just about his own guys, but the other team. And he's right, regardless of the standings, where Rice right now is tied with Tulsa for technically 10th place. You know, by the way, Tulsa comes to the Ingling Center on Wednesday. We'll talk more about that on Wednesday's show. With Charlotte winning at Temple, it's the Bulls at 10-1, and 1, Charlotte and FAU at 9-2. and 2. But of course, the Bulls have the head-to-head for now over the 49ers. They'll have to go back there, and they get to host the Owls for their one and only meeting on Sunday. They still haven't played SMU, which is tied with UAB for fourth. So much still to be determined, but we're liking it so far. The standings aren't as favorable for the women's basketball team. We'll explain how eerily similar the games were, and yet how it didn't work out at the end for South Florida. You heard that Chris Youngblood made three when it was tied. We'll play a highlight when the Bulls were actually up four in the late stages in a game where they didn't look like to be up at any point, and they were. Crazy drama with tennis. We've got softball highlights as well as track and field when Bulls beat continues.